I just believe God wants to do something today here. That there's a transformation that's going to happen today. However, your participation is crucial. You have a part to play, and that's what I want to unpack to you today. And it's going to be more of a ouch word, if I can be honest, than a wow word. How many of you know sometimes we need ouch words, right? That shows how mature we are in the things of God, that we can sit underneath an ouch word and kind of chew on it and say, okay, God, show me what I need to do. How does that pertain to me? But this morning, if we could be honest, and even talking to myself in seasons, we can feel like our lives are stuck. And how many of you know when something is stuck, you can't just speak nicely to it and say, come on, come on, come on, lid, come on, come on. No, so you gotta like, sometimes you gotta bang it against something, you gotta yank it back into place. So this morning, that's what we're gonna do. We're kinda gonna get a little bit of an ouch word, but my prayer is that we get those stuck areas in our lives where we can kind of yank them back into alignment this morning, amen? We've all been through a season, you know, I'm sure tired of talk, people talking about it here on the news, but COVID, right? We went through a season where, and even now if you look at the news, the rioting and the unrest and the political breakdowns, there's something happening. There's something that happened in our world. And I believe what, when it happened, we as believers, and it's th as things still happen, and I'm talking particularly just because I can kind of say I see a lot of it being COVID-related, but we had some disconnection, right? The body of Christ was literally, the extension cord was yanked out. And because of that, I feel like we've lost some power, or maybe we came to the realization that, man, maybe I'm not as powered up as I thought I was. And the way I can start the message off and kind of go into this is, um, years ago, when my, our, I have adult children now, but years ago when they were little, you know, they get to the age to where it's not, Christmas isn't so much about the wrapping paper and the cardboard anymore. You know when they're at that age when it's like, okay, they see something, they want it, they talk about it, like they're really engaged at what's gonna be in the box, right? I remember the first Christmas that our oldest was there and it was like, man, this is gonna be great because like they're, like, we're, they're gonna open this box and they're gonna be so excited about what's inside and not necessarily what's on the outside. And so Christmas morning came and they're all unwrapping their presents and you know, it's supposed to hit this button and do this and has, you know, some sort of lights and whatever, sound. Oh, man, here he goes, save the best for last, opens it up, dad sets it up. Guess what? We forgot to read the small print on the box that says, battery's not included. <laughs> Parenting fail, guys. Come on, how many of you been there, right? Right? So excited about the gift. That present, that gift, that toy had everything it needed. It was functional, right? It was designed and tested and packaged to be functional, but it had no power. 
I had the responsibility of doing something. I had to add the power to the toy to get it to do what it was designed to do. Amen? Come on. Are you feeling where I'm going this morning? If y'all want to title my message this morning, it's called Batteries Not Included. Batteries are not included. This morning, I want you to not just be functional, I want you to be powerful. You may have walked in here functioning, hearts beating, you're inhaling and exhaling, but maybe you just feel like, man, I just don't feel powerful. And as believers, the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you, amen? So you should be powered up all the time. But we just don't feel like that. God's done everything that he's ever going to need to do. He defeated the enemy. We win in the end. He went and died on a cross and he took the hell. He went to hell and took the keys of death from the enemy. And he went up and ascended to heaven and he's seated right now at the right hand of the Father. He is not going to do anything else. We're not waiting for him. God, are you going to do it again? Come on down and do it again. He's done all he's going to do. It's up to us. Are we going to include, are we going to put batteries? Are we going to power up our lives? Amen? He's, not, he's, he's done everything he's going to do. He can break every chain, but the problem is sometimes if we're honest, we can walk around holding those chains. Come on, God. Get this, take this away from me. Get this out of here. I don't like it, but man, I baby it. Right? It's an ounce word this morning. You must understand batteries are not included in this faith walk that we have. We have a responsibility to do something. Even when it comes to the entire question of our salvation church, we had to do something. Right? We had to do something. Again, he did all he's ever going to do. The, oper- the, 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 the question is, what are you going to do? When pastor stands up here and he gives an altar call, or let's have a, you know, let's raise your hands if you want to invite Jesus into your heart. It's an invitation. He didn't create puppets. He gave us all will, right? He gave us a will. But we have to do something. He says, here's the door, here's the way, here's the truth, here's the life. But we have to bring something to the table. So today I'm asking you, are your batteries included? Because today it's time for some of us to figure out, are they included? Maybe we have batteries, but they're not charged. They need replaced. Maybe we have them and we misplaced them. Come on, we're going to talk about a little bit of all that today. The Bible's full of scriptures that remind us, Philippians 2.12 talks about that we have to work out our own salvation. We have something to do in the process, right? 2 Peter 1, verses 5 to 8. I think we have this uh, for the screen. 1 Peter 1, 5 to 8. It talks about adding our own batteries, and it says this. For this very reason, make every effort to add to, add to, bring your batteries Add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. We have to add our own batteries of self-control. 
That's not a donut demon in your refrigerator calling you and enticing you to come eat me. It's called self-control. Do you have your battery in? Come on, I'm talking to me too, amen? We have to add these things. And to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There you have it. The Bible instructs us that we need to begin to add something. How many of you feeling a little bit of like, ouchie? <laughs> Good. One way or another, like I said, because of the pandemic, we became disconnected. Maybe physically, obviously it affected people, their jobs, spiritually, in the church. I know it affected the church locally and globally as a whole. There are people who are still right now at home because they're fearful of coming to church. There are people who are still disconnected. They have unplugged. What happened? I think that season is, was a great revealer of how little power many of us had. Because all of a sudden, all the extension cords that, were, that we were using to power up our lives were removed. What do I mean by that? The extension cord of the worship band on a Sunday morning to get us pumped up and powered and into the presence of God wasn't there while you're laying in bed watching Hope City online. The pastor wasn't up here pumping you up personally, in your face, hugging you on the way out. He wasn't available to you in the lobby to listen to, you know, what, what's going on in your life and to give you some instruction or some guidance. That was gone. And in that season, I believe it was a great revealer of where we were, our condition, as a, as a personally and as a church. When that extension plug, when that person that calls you on Saturday to say, am I going to see you tomorrow morning on Sunday, when those calls stopped, that plug was, was unplugged. That power source that people relied on to just to get them here on a Sunday morning was not there. It was a great revealer of what little power we had. A lot of us had to come to the realization, man, I'm borrowing energy. I am borrowing energy. Listen, if your energy is borrowed, your consistency is compromised. If your energy is borrowed, your consistency, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there is no consistency because you're relying on how much power am I getting from that person? How much power am I getting from the pastor? How much power am I getting from my small group leader? How much power am I getting from my mama? Come on. I was there. In fact, when my, when my mom went to heaven, I got a little scared, I'll be honest with you, because I felt like my covering was gone. Man, I got to do this myself. Oh, man, I don't know what that looks like. When my kids act out, I call my mama. I'm just, who am I going to call? When this hurts, I call my mom. She's going to pray for me. She's going to pray with me over the phone. What am I going to do now? Right? A great revealer of where sometimes we have hooked our extension cords 
too. And how many of you know that's not how God designed it to work? We have to find the revelation that God is our source. We have to find the revelation that when I'm actually planted in the house of the Lord, planted like you come and you sit on a chair on a Sunday morning, when I'm planted in the house of the Lord, you flourish. Come on. We have to find the revelation that I'm part of the body of Christ and I'm actually called to actually build the church. Just not to come in and drink some latte on a Sunday morning and hey, 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 and then head out of here and see you next Sunday. We're actually called to participate in being a part of building the church. Amen? Because if you don't have that revelation for yourself this morning, then I'm gonna have to tell you your batteries aren't included. Batteries are portable power. Wherever you have a battery, you have power. I mean, it's given it's a good battery, of course. All right? If we live our life off extension cables, we'll only, they'll only last as long as the cable length that we have attached into other people's lives. I think about the worship team. I say this because I'm part of it. But, you know, it's not the job of the worship team on a Sunday morning to get you to come in here and do, like, Christian calisthenics. It's just not. Am I right? It's not their job to come in here and get you, okay, here's our game plan, guys. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start out with this mid-tempo song. Maybe we can get, like, a little foot tapping. You know, one of, like, a mate, okay? Like, that's the goal, right? Then we'll go into, like, a little faster song. Maybe by then we can get two hands in the air. We can get a sway. And hopefully, by the end, man, we've just, you know, people have just taken the leap, hopefully, and they're in the presence. That's not the job of the worship team. Man, they're not singing a song I like, so I can't get in it. The Bible says that we're supposed to bring our own batteries into worship, into, 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 our, into service. It says, I'll enter his courts with thanksgiving, and I will enter his court, house with praise. In other words, I'm going to bring my own batteries to church. Can you imagine for a second if you brought your own batteries to church? Come on. I'm looking at, I don't know, 80, 100 people sitting here. If you all brought your batteries this morning, can you imagine you're walking in the park. Oh, hey, you know what? Can I pray for you? Sure. Pray for him out in the parking lot. You don't need to be anointed and have a prayer team, whatever, to go and pray with people. You could get people could be free before they even walked in the doors because you brought your own batteries. Come on. That's what the, that's what the body of Christ should look like. We shouldn't look like... I haven't been watered in like three weeks. Come on, I, how many have those plants at home? You know, half the leaves are bitten up by bugs. Like, you know, I'm not doing something. It's my fault, not the plant's fault, right? I have a responsibility. If you want to flourish and you want to live a blessed life, be responsible and bring your own batteries. So I want to take you to a story in Matthew 25. And in this story, some people had to come to the realization that they hadn't brought their own batteries. 
And it's the parable of the ten bridesmaids. And it says this. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five of them were what? And five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra olive oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And at midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough oil for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't even know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. We, as the church, are like those ten friends. Make sure I don't spill things here. We are, right even now, preparing for the return of the bridegroom. Amen? We should be. Are you ready? But Matthew 10 talks about they had a role in that, that they had to be ready. All 10 of them were told, this is your job. Go wait for the bridegroom to come. Go, Terry, go wait. Okay. So word to the church. Go wait and be ready. So it says that they set off. And if you note in there, it says that the bridegroom didn't come right away. They got tired of waiting. Right? How many of us can get tired of waiting? Come on, Jesus. It's been a month. It's been a day, right? They were, they, had, they were waiting. And in the waiting, how many got tired? All of them, it says, right? They all got tired. But when the call came that the bridegroom was here, they all jump up, right? And five wise were ready because what happened was when they went to... Power up, I'm going to use, obviously, we don't use olive oil and torches, right? We would use a flashlight. So when they jumped up, the bridegroom's coming, he's here. Five. Oh, really? Okay. All right, I'm ready. What's going on? All of a sudden, they could see, right? They had their batteries. They had enough power to sustain them in the waiting. Then there were the five wise, or unwise, I'm sorry. Oh, he's here, okay. Wait, 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 come on. I have no power. I can't see what's out there. I don't know what's coming. What do you mean? He's here, I can't see. I have no power. So what did they do? Hey, tell you what. Can, I, can you give me some of your batteries? 
give me some of your batteries so I can have power too. And it seems a little not so nice, but what did those five say? No, go get your own. I brought mine. I came prepared. I made sure I had batteries. Go get your own. And what happened? They had to go get their own in the midnight hour when they needed the power and they had none and they missed it. They missed it. What they went and tarried for for so long, it doesn't say even how long they tarried. It could have been days, weeks, we don't know, years. It doesn't say. How many of us have tarried sometimes for days, weeks, months, years? When the moment comes, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you going to be able to jump up and power up and have some power? How many of you know the devil doesn't wait until noonday before he attacks? Come on. It's in the midnight hour. That's what it says in the Bible. It's in the midnight hour. There's five that went to grab their flashlights in a moment. When they went to turn it on. When they got a bad doctor report. Oh no. Oh no. Oh man, my kids are acting out. Oh gosh. Oh no. Where's my power? Right? Man, my marriage, what happened? It's, oh man, come on, come on, Jesus. When you're tempted in the midnight hour, what, you know, what's on this channel? Oh gosh, okay, come on, I need power. I need power, Jesus, right now. Help me. What do those midnight moments look for you? Come on. Man, I'm, I, I, you know, I gave up that years ago, but man, I'm having a craving today. Come on, come on. The devil doesn't attack, you know, when you, don't, when, you, when you need the power source. That's the revealer that I'm talking about. It's a sobering thought this morning. And that's what I want you to walk out of here and say, man, I have faith and I know I'm healed. But we live in a fallen world and I could get a call tomorrow from somebody saying something that doesn't line up with the word of God. What's going to happen? What's gonna ha- where's, what, what am I going to do? Is my power going to be there? When the worship team isn't there to pump you up at home, come on. You called the pastor five times and he's not answering, come on. I'm being real. When my mom wasn't there, I had to get my own. I had to go get my own batteries. Kids, youth, you're not always going to have somebody covering you, telling you what to do. Come on. How many of us have kids? It got to the point to where, you know, you have to tell your kids, like, I'm way, I'm way ahead of my message. I got to slow down. Because I'm going to I'm gonna get there, I'm going to say it three times. So, but anyway. <laughs> Those friends said, look, I'm tired. You have to go get your own. I came prepared. There may come a time, church, when the people that you've been carrying and calling on a Saturday evening and say, I'll save you a seat. You answer the phone at 10 o'clock at night because they need prayer. They're going through something. Come on. There's gonna, there, there will come a season. There has to. When you say you've got to go get your own. You've been in church. You've heard the word. You should be studying and reading, learning, growing. Go, got to get your own. We understand that in the natural because there comes a moment when you say to your kids, 
Go get your own money. I'm tired of giving you mine. Right? Get your own car. Put your own gas in it. It's the same. It's not because I don't love my kids. It's because it's time for you to go get your own. Go get a job. Earn your own money. See what it's like. Save it. You know, that's, as parents, that's what we do. Because I don't want my 35-year-old kid knocking on my door because he needs grocery money to feed his five kids. Get your own. So, you youth in the room, when you hear mom and dad say that, it's biblical. Get your own. Go get your own. Because I need my kids to understand. There will come midnight moments in their lives. And we raise our kids, hopefully, we are raising our children in the things of God, in a godly home, that they're just not only being fed on an hour and a half on a Sunday morning and that's all, of, all the God that they know. Because, you know, our kids are gonna go away to college one day. And mommy and daddy aren't gonna be there to know what are you doing at 11.45 p.m. on a Friday night at school, right? What do their batteries look like? I gotta know that, that when you're tempted, do you have power? Even Jesus performed miracles where people brought something to the table. We have to bring stuff to the table. The boy with the five, or the loaves and fishes. Fish, I don't, fishes, is that a word? Okay, huh? No, sorry. I never claimed to be an English scholar. But. Or they, the, the guys that lowered their friend down through the roof. Because he wanted healed. They brought something to the table that he could use. And that's what I'm asking you today. What are you bringing to the table of your life? God wants to do life with every single one of us. He wants us to BYOB. Oh. What? I meant he wants us to bring our own batteries. You guys are so heathenistic. Right? But we need, we have to do life with him. He wants and he would desire nothing more than to do life with us. But we've got to be, we've got to bring our own batteries to the table. Amen? Amen? Second thing I want to talk about today. So we have to bring our own batteries. And we have to charge our batteries. Because, you know, batteries don't last forever, Right? You're responsible to have them. You're, you're responsible to be aware of the level of your batteries, and if you need to, charge them. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to hurt a little bit, maybe. We are more aware of the battery level of our iPhone than we are of the battery level of our spiritual lives. Right. Come on. Right. Ouchie. It's truth, right? Come on. You know it. Oh, no, it's in the red. Where's the plug? I gotta, I gotta plug it up, gotta plug it up. What if I miss something, I miss a post, I miss an, whatever. I'm not gonna be able to see what, what so-and-so's doing. We are more aware of the battery level of our, of our phones than we are of our spiritual battery level. Come on. I bet you've got a charger in the car. You've got one in the kitchen, one in the den, one by the bed, one at work. I've got one in my purse. We got charger packs, instant chargers, right? 
I bet I know where I could find chargers in your life to charge your iPhone. Come on. But if I looked on your bedside table, what would I, would I find a spiritual charger? What, what spiritual charger would I find in your car? What spiritual charger would I find in your den? On your bedside table? In your purse? Do you have something to keep you spiritually charged up? We know what it takes to keep something charged up. We have to always have a power source. We know that. Many of us walk around spiritually with flat batteries. We come in on a Sunday morning and then we ask the church to say, all right, I'm ready, go. Give me a charge. Give me a charge. Come on, Levi. Come on, pastor. Wow, that hurt. It didn't feel too good. But I'll be back next week because I need another one. I know I will be. Again, that's not what this is about. To come in on a Sunday morning and just charge me Jesus. And then, you know, because what happens? By Wednesday, there's nothing there. Wednesday midnight, when the temptation comes, there's nothing there. However, we should be people who are so spiritually charged up. Like I said before, yep, I come Sunday and I get overflow because Monday, I'm in the word. Tuesday, I'm praying. Wednesday, I'm in the word. Thursday, I'm worshiping. Friday, I mean, I'm due every day. I'm charging my spiritual battery. I get out of my car Sunday. Oh, you need prayer? Come here, baby, let me pray for you. We all come in here. I mean, and nobody has to pump anybody. It's just an overflow. I've said this before. We should be an overflow on a Sunday morning. Come on. People, people if they walk in with, it, with one issue, they walk out with none. Because the very power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you and you and you and you and you and you. And you and, um, come on. Right? We serve a God who's able to take whatever Negative, oh geez, I'm like so way ahead of myself. <sighs> okay, <laughs> you gotta charge your batteries, amen? How many of you know if you don't drive your car for a long period of time, what happens? You go out when you need to, nothing, it's dead. Why? You're not using it like it was designed to, right? You gotta drive your car to keep the battery charged. Because when you need it and you go to jump in it and it's not, it's, there's no power there, it's worthless. So you gotta get your batteries charged up. And I don't know much about batteries, but Google does, apparently. But I know this, per, per Google. What you need to charge your battery, you need negative energy. And then you take that negative energy, that's basically a flat energy, and you charge it up into positive energy. You need negative energy, and you turn it into positive energy. Come on, are you getting it? Yeah. Your battery. How many of you have, 
had some negative energy. Come on, we've all... You're in prime position to bring that battery under the, the power of God, right? Because he'll give, give you the positive energy you need. So if you have a bad marriage right now, you're in a very good position to be supercharged. If your kids are wowing out, you're in a very good position. Take that negative energy, give it to God and let him do something positive with it. Amen? He can turn it around. Isaiah says that he takes our ashes and he turns them into a crown of beauty and he takes our despair and gives us garments of praise because when he, when he can charge up our battery by handing over to him all that negativity. We've got to charge our batteries up. And team, you can come. Finally, the last thing we need to do, so we need to get batteries, first of all. We need to make sure our batteries stay charged. And finally, there does come a point, unfortunately, you know, even those rechargeable batteries don't last forever, right? You may need to change your battery. And in this, kind of speaking maybe prophetically over you for the last couple minutes here, maybe you're not understanding, maybe you just need to get some and you're not here yet. But you will be, eventually we all get to the point to where we need to change our batteries. So listen, we know that batteries come in all different shapes and sizes. We know that this battery will charge certain things, right? But this one will charge other things. And if I had a car battery on the stage, it would charge a lot more things. Is this the size of the battery in your life this morning? Is God calling you to change it up? Because he's called us to do more, right? This battery will only do, take you so far. Change your battery. Man, I just feel stuck. I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to press in and I'm just, you know, I'm doing all that I feel like God's telling me to do. And I just, change your battery. You can hold more charge. Switch it up. Amen. Some of us have been attending Hope City for years. And you're operating on this and God's saying this morning, change your battery. Why don't you start to serve? I can do more with this than I can with this. Maybe you've Maybe you've, your giving is in this level. God's saying, look, I want to take you to another level. Give more. Come on. Ouch. But it's the truth. In the fall, we'd like to maybe start up some small groups. Man, I've come to a couple small groups. Maybe God's asking me to host one or lead one. change your batteries this morning if that's you these are things that were presented opportunities in, to grow into something more and to increase in our capacity the 
bigger the battery, the longer they last. Right? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, it says this. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I spoke like a child. But there came a point when, it says, I had to realize I had to put those childish things away. I had to grow up. Get my big battery pants on, if you will. Right? So in closing today, I think this is a season for many of us to be able to look at the power that we have or don't have. And to go on a journey and say, look, God, maybe I don't even have batteries. I need to get some. Oh, man, I just, you know, I need to be more aware of the charge in my batteries because in that midnight moment, I got to know that I got to know that I got to know that, that the power's there. I'm not going to freak out and doubt. And some of us are, you know what? I've outgrown that battery. I need to get a bigger one. Stand to your feet this morning. And just all across the room right now, if we would just, and I just want to say this before we do this, you know, there's a lot of times, and I don't, can't speak for all the pastors, but you know, when, when you're asked to share, you kind of think, God, I really want to make sure I hear your voice and your word, the word that you have for the people, right? And I didn't say anything to the worship team about what I was talking about today. I didn't say anything to Nate when we were praying. But then we opened up with a song about power. I wanted to close in this moment of just offering God our just open, open palmed hands in a prayer. Just to get, and Nate had asked us, just do this. And I'm standing in the corner thinking, oh, I guess I can't do that. You know, but it's, hey, it's God, right? Okay. We're, we're going to do it anyway, he just said. So let's close your, put your heads down, close your eyes, and just, just open the palms of your hands. I mean, you don't have to raise them in the air. Just open the palms of your hands. And today, if you're saying, look, I need to step up in an area of my life. I need to step up and make a change or I need to step up and charge my batteries. God, right now you see our open palmed hands. It's a gesture that we're saying, it's time. Take what I have, God. Increase. Maybe you don't have anything and you're asking God, give me. Please, God, I need your power. God, you see our hands are open right now. We come to you today aware for, of everything that you've done for us. But today, as we sat under a sobering word, we're reminded that with you, God, this is a partnership. That you want us to engage with you. You want us to have a relationship with you. So today, we step in a new direction, a new discovery of doing life with you. Today, I pray that if, it, if you feel spiritually flat this morning, 
that you leave here with an understanding of the responsibility that you have to keep you yourself charged up. David said that he had to encourage himself. It's our responsibility to keep our battery charged. So Father, you just in this room this morning right now, you see the needs of every individual person. You see the cry of every individual heart this morning. Meet that need, Jesus. Meet them where they're at. Hear the cries of our hearts, Father God, that we just want more of you. An overflow. Bring us to a place, Father God, where we just are, we're just, it's, that's what revival looks like. I'm responsible for my charge. Thank you this morning for the word that you've, you've given us. And we will not leave the same here, Father God. That even all week long, Holy Spirit, you're just bringing to our remembrance the words today, our responsibilities today.